This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Salutations, possums. The season is upon us. The good fantasy gods have blessed us with another season of debauchery and competition that we all strive for. Before long, we'll be catching shit on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and holidays, so buckle up. This time of the year, we have a lot of camp news starting up. It seems like the Chiefs are going to have like 15 startable fantasy pieces this year, so that'll be fun to watch during the preseason. Uh, we have Jets-Browns next week at the home of fantasy football or real football, whichever you choose, in Canton, um, where we'll be in two weeks for the Fantasy Football Expo. So if you guys are at the Expo, hit us up. We want to meet you. We want to hang out with everybody. We just want to connect. So holler at us. In exactly six weeks, we will be seeing an epic kickoff game with the Lions taking on the Chiefs. So buckle up there, my passel. Remember, we live it so you can win it. And while you're spending sleepless nights preparing for your draft, remember to go over to our lovely partner site. You may have heard of them, Sleeper. Enter the code POSSUM for your Sleeper picks and receive up to $100 match on your deposit for all the gambling goodness that your bank account can handle. So guys, we have the rankings rumble 2.0 today. It always gets a little bit heated. Great conversation, great thought piece just to go into your draft, something to keep in your back pocket. Billy's bringing back. I got five on it. So we got five news stories that uh, I want to hear their takes on. And uh, yeah. So without further ado, Josh, Billy, what is up? I Did you hear something that first minute and a half of the podcast? Is it like, it's like a ghost of Joe. Like he just picked up where he left off. Like I, I thought we lost him, but I guess he's back. So I'm back. It's almost like he's real. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> said, yeah, no. You said it was coming to bless us. I was like, wow, Joe, actually, you're blessing us with your appearance. So, you know, no. Joe knows the vacation like the policy. Buddy, man. Did we, yeah. did HR actually reach out to him yet about the vacation policy? Well, there's been something filed, but I have 352 PTO days, guys. So, <laughs> ain't that the deal with it? By the way, before we get into the news stories, I saw that uh, John Ross, the like top five wide receiver that the Bengals drafted back Tyreek in the day. Hill. He like he got Two put points. onto the uh reserved retired list, which means he's not gonna play. But in my head it corrected to Justin Ross. And I was like, wow, how did that happen? Like that seemed to come out of nowhere, but it was John Ross, which is a completely different person. That would be a really happened to play on the Chiefs, which is weird. Yeah. Like I, I couldn't I it totally fucked with me. I actually saw that in a league where I saw Jay Ross and I, I Justin Ross and it was John Ross. I was like, what the fuck did he get to the Chiefs? I didn't even realize. Yeah, that, yeah, it kind of went over my head. But all right, let's get to the news stories. We haven't done this in a while. So, I mean, I can't, you know, I got to remember if we even have imaging. We do. I got
Wow. Uh, it, it's a, a blast from the past. Song. The OG possums. The OG possums remember that we used to do five news stories and we called it the five on it. So without further ado, let's get to our first story. The first story we have to talk about today is Saquon Barkley folding like a lawn chair in a rainstorm to the Giants. Guys, we thought after this big RB conversation, there was an RB Zoom where they all got on there and they you know, made friendship bracelets and kind of talked about the future. And then just a day later, Saquon Barkley just flipped the bird and said, to hell with all of you, and signed his one-year deal. It's kind of a little bit better. It doesn't prevent him from being tagged again next year, so it really didn't solve any of his problems other than getting back on the field. What is your all's take right off the bat hearing that Saquon Barkley signed for that one year? Well, Joe, Joe wouldn't remember this. I'll let you get here. It takes seniority whenever you're you know, here for the last few weeks or so. Uh, but me and Billy, oh, wow. maybe Joe, it's been right. so long. I have no idea if he was here or not. I We talked about this. We talked about how Saquon's just too nice of a dude. He was never going to hold out. I don't really understand what this solves personally, but other than the fact of getting like that extra million that they were short on the contract. But at this point, wouldn't you rather have a three or four year deal with a mil less than a one year contract, which is, really essentially the same thing as a franchise tag. I I don't get that part, but we kind of knew this wasn't going to happen. It didn't, didn't look like he was going to be the holdout, but we'll get to someone I'm sure who might be that guy. We will. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Saquon thing, the only thing that drives me nuts is there was nothing, no language in that whole thing about not getting the franchise tag for two more years in a row. So I'm assuming we saw the last of Saquon in a Giants jersey after this year. Um, so we'll see where he lands. Well, he, he could be on the Giants thing up, or they'll just tag him again, which is very frustrating. And also, which is also funny about this, they can't even discuss a new contract during the season. They have to start in the postseason because I guess there's some language in there where they can't actually discuss a new deal during the season. So it's like Barkley, what the? Why did you do this? This is not the way that you. I don't know. I think you got some bad advice. Either that or that Zoom call was like a tire fire and he's like oh no oh no i need to find my deal now <laughs> like that's the only options i feel like honestly i, I was they don't have options it's yeah. really what it is i mean i would be if i was saquon barkley i'd be looking at my medical history and being like dude i'm gonna give like 40 percent this year and just collect my money so i would be very worried to have saquon on my team right now I was confused at first with the verbiage. I didn't I didn't know that that existed where they couldn't kind of talk about a future deal or whatever, or it literally could only be a one-year deal if he was to sign something other than the franchise tag. But at first I was like, this is the same thing. Like, no. at, this, at that point. In, in the worst part is the incentives, it's like 1,350 yards rushing, a playoff berth, and something else, and it's like, okay, now you have to hope and pray for one extra million dollars that you don't get hurt. So, I, I don't know, man. This is this is just this cannot be the way. I, I just don't believe it. I assume Running there's franchising rights on Come On Man, but this is a time. Yeah, this is a disaster. All right, moving on to number two, we got some lighthearted, a little bit lighthearted uh, news. This is. From Kyle Shanahan, we got a video clip. Um, we'll just play it and we'll discuss. Steps forward and um, where Debo was at, I think the last time you guys saw him, showed that his mind was right to get back to that spot. And um, that's what's been real cool with him in these 40 days away. Just seeing him yesterday for the first time, 
Never had a grown man send me so many pictures with his shirt off, but it looks good. Um, and I, I can tell he's put the work in. So I know you guys heard him that day. That's the last time I really heard him. But I see better than I hear, and um, Debo's in a really good spot, and I'm really excited for Debo this year. <laughs> how many pictures have you all head. gotten of men with their shirts off? Um, how many pictures have we discussed? I had Danny, Danny sends me chat. a weekly picture. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just the status picture. Yeah, status. Hey, look, I look exactly the same. Good for you. Man. Hashtag um, gains. <laughs> yeah, hashtag gains. I don't even know where to start with this, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> what was wrong with Debo? I don't know, but did he do an Aaron Rodgers vision quest in the offseason? Or like, what's all this quote today? I guess Debo felt like he wasn't in the best shape last season and didn't feel like he gave his 100. percent so I guess he to prove to Kyle Shanahan that he is in fact back. I mean, this is total camp news, by the way. But Kyle Shanahan saying that he's never gotten that many pictures of a shirtless grown man on his phone was just—I mean, it's too too good to pass up. I, I, it had to be mentioned. That's wonderful audio. It was not. It was unexpected. Our faces, our reactions there were pretty great too. I love how it blocked you from the middle. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that was fantastic. Don't really have much to add to that. It's total camp news, but I just thought we need to discuss Kyle Shanahan. Do you go to the moon? Uh, the, his phone, because I mean, he's must have gotten pictures of other grown men shirtless. It's just he sent the most out of all. Of them. He did say do, that. Do you think that Debo some. gets a larger target share now? Because he's in the coach's good graces, if you like. I don't know. We'll I get to the rankings know. in a bit, and we'll talk Same about Debo. Thing. Yeah, we will. All right, on to number on to number three, which is a little bit more of a serious one. Uh, Josh Jacobs just bounced out of Las Vegas. He's like, "Fuck y'all! I'm not paying. I'm not playing here. This, or I'm not practicing with you all this season." He is looking for that new deal. He is kind of doing the opposite of Saquon Barkley. He's actually just like. You're going to have to get me a new deal or a map out of here. And he left and not practicing away. Should we be concerned? Does this get resolved before train or before the actual uh, game? Not practice starts, but the uh, I know I'm getting distracted by you all. Um, but the <laughs> preseason games, does it get started before the preseason games? Or is this going to be another Zamir White hype year? It's, st- it's still not that. Uh, this is I- bad. Yeah. Uh, so I, we, once again, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago. I literally said Jacobs makes a lot more sense because that team's kind of in disrepair at the moment. Uh, Garoppolo, although is seemingly healthy at the moment, uh, it's, it appears he's on tra- on target to start week one, but at, at the time we didn't know what his health was. This team just was a tire out, a tire fire into the year. And I, it, it has hope, but like Jacobs is that hope. Same with Saquon Barkley. The Giants have hope, at least a little bit, but Saquon's the hope. And without Jacobs, like I, I saw I, on Twitter for both like uh, Vegas fans and Giants fans, both of them are like, we don't need him. We don't need him. And I was like, y'all realize you do like 1400 yards from a running back and 18 touchdowns. Like I, I don't get this. The people who don't believe in running backs anymore. We could find one on the fourth. Good luck. You can. Yeah. You'd probably won't, though. Like I, um, I, I don't know. I agree with you, Josh Jacobs is, but Josh McDaniels learned under one Bill Belichick, who hates the running back position. I think he started this movement, honestly. So Josh McDaniels could just say, absolutely, you know, fuck it. And we saw with Saquon, a premier player at his position got paid. You're telling me that Fournette and Hunt and all those guys are just 
swimming around there aren't saying, hey, we're not getting as much money as we want. We need to take less. This is the perfect place for one of those guys to land. Or you just keep building up your backfield, Zamir White, add a couple depth pieces and stuff. And, I mean, you're right. The Raiders really are one step away from being a dumpster fire this year. So this is a really bad situation. I, I just want to Josh Jenkins. No. I just want to clarify. It's not Zamir White. Like there, like Joe said, there's four or five like solid running backs that uh, the Raiders can sign and will start over Zamir White. I just don't want that hype season, that hype train to get going again. We have seen nothing from him yet. Stop. This is a mere Abdullah year that we've been it's waiting not on. Just, it's not just an opportunity type thing is my thing. Nearly just, what it was. It was kind of a disaster. Sorry, um, but please, please All right, Joe, you bring up the, like, the, the Josh McDaniels working with uh, Bill Belichick, learning under him, and – I understand the reasoning for that. And this is the same thing with the chiefs. They had Tom Brady. Like it was easy to just use whatever running back was out there because you had Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Every other city or every other uh, team that thinks they have Patrick Mahomes doesn't. And so like you need a decent running back to at least help a subpar quarterback, which are about 15 to 20 in the league that are subpar and they need a running back to do that. And you need a good one. You can't just put in whoever and just hope for the best. I mean, this year, you're kind of lucky because Zeke Elliott and Fournette are out there. But those guys are on the downside of their career. They could easily come in there and be horrible. Like, it wouldn't shock me at all. Would you? Could they put up 82% of what Josh Jacobs did last year? Maybe. I No, probably not because it's what he got, 1,600 yards or something like that. There's no shot in the world Fournette or Elliott could go for what would be 82% be like 1,200. No way. There's no way. I, I, I would bet, okay. fireball bet that in a second. That neither I'm not going to fireball that because I don't have faith in it either. But I'm telling you guys right now, the running back position, as we know it, is completely dead. And that Zoom call and what Saquon signed for just solidified that. So I think, it's, really I think it's dead it for dive. teams that think they have Mahomes or they have Josh Allen or they have not even Josh Allen, to be honest. Josh the Allen's going to have to start using a running back or he's going to get hurt. And then they're not going to have a quarterback. Like, I I just when think has, this this model of Mahomes and Brady-led teams being the like, well, that's what's going to win you a Super Bowl. Well, there's 30 other teams that don't have that. They okay, just the don't. Patriots and the Chiefs are phenomenal organizations. Do you not think that the Raiders are not stupid enough to be like, oh, well, the other teams are doing it? We could be right. I agree with your point 100%. But Raiders management has shown no reason that we should trust them at all. They drafted Alex. Leatherwood, well, I just think this – like we're not, we're not paying picks. running backs as a whole, and it doesn't make sense for 25 out of the 32 teams to not care about that position because they don't have a quarterback – that is on the level of, you know, they don't have a quarterback that's going to keep them from needing a running back, basically. And that's and it makes what's sense. frustrating. I just don't have faith in them doing that. And, I mean, I think Jacobs plays uh, I mean, you're probably right. Raiders, but I, I, don't I disagree. That... I think the running back position, and honestly what this really is going to inevitably probably going to end up as, is it's going to end up with something with the NFLPA, and we could be looking at a strike on our hands. Because there's going to be a lot of good running backs coming up that are going to need contracts. I mean, I know Bijan Robinson just got drafted. But do you think he's going to take this? Like, do you think uh, Jonathan Taylor up next year, Eckler next year, all these running backs, he's already uh, voiced his concerns. I mean, there's a lot of good running backs out there that are going to be looking for their second contract in the next couple of years. And right now it doesn't look like they're they're going to get it. What they're going to have to do is somehow get the NFLPA to do a, like a wide receiver slash running back 
like you got to have them both in the same pool. That way, if they do get franchise tagged, it could be up to $20 million for a running back if they were to tag them. That would incentivize the actual team to sign them to a much less deal, but actually much closer to what they're asking for. That's how they're going to have to do it. That tag is going to have to go up from $12 million or $10 million or whatever because it's just not work. It doesn't work right now, and it's not going to. That's a really to. good point. I, I just – I should do. So, to your point, other point, Billy, like the whole, oh, they don't, we don't need a court or running back to win Super Bowls anymore. Just because Patrick Mahomes and Brady have won the last, I don't know, eight of the last 15 Super Bowls yes. and that they didn't have a running back does not mean teams do not need running backs. Marshawn Lynch won fucking eight years ago. Uh, the Broncos, when they won, had whoever the hell that guy was who was a good running back at the time. CJ Anderson. Mean, was it? No, it was. Wasn't that the Super Bowl year? Didn't oh, they lost. Anderson go off. Uh, yeah, it was CJ Anderson. Yeah. All right, maybe that wasn't a good example, but I'm just saying there are <laughs> there are actual teams that win Super Bowls with running position. It's not. It's just because it hasn't happened in recent years does not mean the running back position is dead or it doesn't exist or it doesn't. They don't deserve to be paid. I understand the argument of well, I don't get a pay raise and I can't hold out. Well, you don't. You're not an athlete. You are not. Uh, you're not I, by the way, any, millions of dollars that, in revenue. That was in our fucking Twitter replies, and I was just like, oh my god, somebody's actually comparing themselves to Saquon Barkley right now yep. in their actual day to day job. Like you've got to be kidding me. Um, you, but you don't bring in whatever. million dollars of revenue. That's why you don't get to. You're not a world class athlete. These are world class athletes. There's literally only 32 starting positions in the entire world for the NFL. Your job that whatever you're doing, night janitor at whatever, that that's it's not the same. Not a hey, night janitor is my dream job, Billy. So it fun. is the dream. That is, it a, is it, it, it seems like a hell of a job, but like there's not 32 of them. There's and just, whatever there's Twitter man or X Man is doing, he can do for a lot longer than Saquon Barkley is gonna be able to play in the NFL for it. Exactly. So. If a night janitor gets a knee injury, it just it's a couple months off paid. Which, by the way, running backs don't get that. But you know, and then they come back and they fire the their walk walkman back up and just do their job. I love it. Okay, well, before I disperse any other position, they jobs, issue uh, walkmans to the night janitors. They have to because every time you see them in a movie, they're always pushing around a mop bucket and they have a walkman in and they miss whatever loud ass shit's happening behind them um, all the time. That's all you see in movies. Um, all right, on to number four. I think it's time we talk about Kadarius Tony. So he suffered an injury on punt returns. That's a red flag, by the way. We'll get back to that. And he got a surgery this morning to clean up that injury. Um, are you all worried about Kadarius Tony? There was a big push in, early in the offseason, and now I would be pumping the brakes, but I don't know if everybody else has yet. Yes. I'm not, I never believed in Kadarius Tony. I don't think there is a wide receiver better than Juju Smith Schuster on this team. I think they will actually be missing that number one wide receiver on their team. I mean, obviously, Kelsey, we know that he's the number one guy, but like beyond that, we don't know who it's going to be. And everyone just automatically made it Tony. And I don't really get it. I understand he had what he did in the playoffs was pretty miraculous, but it was for a game or two. It wasn't a season stretch. We haven't seen him have a healthy season yet. Like I'm, I'm not excited about Kadarius Tony. Like I sadly like am not. And then that really, I mean, obviously, that just sucks, really, getting injured on day one. It wasn't even day one. It was like like they didn't even started training camp yet. Yeah, practice, like, had, practice hadn't started yet. Nobody was else was out on the field when that happened. 
I love Kadarius Tony. I love the talent. The injury concerns are just horrible at this point. Red flags all around. Um, I'm worried about the Chiefs. I, I mean, I know they got Kelsey, but I'm, Don't do I'm this, actually Joe. worried about their. Don't Why? do this. I've already said it. You. I've already said it. You think just, every time, every time we, every time we get concerned about the Chiefs, they end up with the number one offense, and I don't think they like, have the number one offense this year. Okay, I mean, I agree. I you know tentatively agree with you, but at the same yeah. time, they're just going to make me look stupid. If I, I just don't think unless they add some sort of talent to that receiving core, I don't. I think this is the worst one of the worst receiving cores in football other than Kelsey. Like if you, if you took it just as a wide receiver, they can make anything level, work. They I know Mahomes is a freak and I know he can, but we saw what happened a few years back whenever he literally had no one because Tyree kill went down and then nobody would be able to catch a ball. It was the super bowl against the uh, Patriots, I believe, or who were they? who did they play Eagles. against? Probably the Bucks. Oh, sorry. It was, oh, it was the bucks. That's right. Sorry. I was thinking Brady. Yeah, so whenever he was playing against Brady in the Super Bowl, he literally was making all these beautiful passes, and it was drop, and it was drop, and he was doing some weird shit behind the line of scrimmage, and we were all just like, oh, my God, get this man a receiver. They still have not done that. I understand that it's Patrick Mahomes, and I understand he he's done it well the last couple of years, but I cannot believe that they didn't bring in anyone. Are you suggesting anyone. that a Super Bowl loss season was a bad season for the Chiefs? I mean, not getting the Super Bowl win sucked. I was just saying that. So the yeah. Eagles weren't – they had a bad season last season is what you're saying. Eagles never said that at season. all. I didn't okay. say they had a bad well. season. I'm saying that this offense is in trouble just because <laughs> – Okay, well, I mean, they made it to the Super Bowl. It's hard to say they were in trouble. They made it to the Super Bowl. But whatever the case may they be, had by Tyree the way – for the majority of that, by the way. That was not the point. The point the is – ball without... absolutely bounced off Tyree Kill's helmet during that game too, so – it did, and he got hit with his own celebration, which was hilarious. Um, by the way, Kadarius Tony fielding punts before practice very concerning. Not many number one wide receivers in the league are fielding punts before practice uh, with special teams. Don't see that often. That should be your sign that maybe he's not the number one wide receiver on this football team right now. Just maybe. Target Sky Moore. Risk it, yeah, exactly. I'm not targeting any of these receivers, is the problem. I don't really want um, them. Grab them as a late flyer, but like, I just don't believe in any of them. Yeah, okay, I believe in Sky Moore. I'm back on that train. We'll see when we get to the rankings. All right, number five, uh, Jimmy Graham signs a one year deal with the Saints, not a typo for one day deal to retire with the Saints. Signs a one-year deal with the Saints. He's back. Are you all going to draft him? Six years old. No. Honestly, this just, just fucks up just my Jawan Taylor, Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Taysom Hill, Jimmy Graham. Like, was this the tight end graveyard? Like, I, I don't want any of them anymore. I literally just tight end by committee. I was TEBC. I hate it. I think at least the good news out of this is I think we're finally past the people are going to start Taysom Hill situation and tight end slots. So we don't have to deal with the Taysom Hill 40 point game anymore. I that's, don't think that's Jimmy the best thing comes out of it. You don't think he makes the team? No. <laughs> I think he gets maybe he's, like, maybe he's like a coach on the sideline. He's got, he's got a clipboard and a earpiece and he's just like helping the tight ends coach. Yeah. And he just gets out there like one play. 
He just he's gonna exclusively does two point conversions. That's it. Dude, what if he comes back and is just fucking amazing though? I cannot. That that'll be a like, random Cordell Patterson from two years ago. Like that's the exact face <laughs> I'll make if I see that. I'll be like, what the hell? What happened here? Like that's exactly the same thing. Well, that, he should have went with Sean Payton to the Broncos. Yeah, should have. Well, probably didn't want to play in altitude. He's, uh, he's old, man. He can barely catch his breath as it is. Denver, yeah, <laughs> tough place. Um, all right, I'm sure, you can still Let's... catch his breath. Yeah, sorry, just, I hope that. I had to follow up. On no, that. you're you're good. All right, we did the ranking royal ranking. Hold on, hold on, stop, 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 stop. I love. Oh it. yeah, you have your. And I have it. I have some IDP tidbit for all those IDP people out here who are listening on the IDP new channel. So it's only right to give a little bit of boost. What Eagles player did something in training camp that you're excited about, Josh? So ironically, it does have something to do with the Eagles, but it's not the Eagles player. Um, so Zayvon Collins is now officially an edge rusher and has edge rusher ev- uh, eligibility. Uh, Jonathan Gannon's the new coach there, so therefore there's the Eagles reference. It didn't that wasn't the reason of it, but you know here we are. Uh, had 100 tackles last year and is going to essentially play the Micah Parsons role. I don't think he's going to do it quite as well as Micah Parsons, but if this guy can still play inside outside linebacker, um, he could go for six tackles in a sack. And I think that the, the, the value there is going to be pretty interesting. And the worst comes to worst. They just put him back at inside linebacker. If it doesn't work uh, and you get some edge rusher eligibility. So I feel like in the, at least the beginning part of the year that could really pay off. So just wanted to get that little nugget out there. Maybe float, float a trade for Zayvon like Collins if you can. It's definitely a good dart throw where he's going right now. Cause I mean, there's a chance they need so much help on that line. He could be just stuck at DE the whole time. But yeah, I was gonna say with JJ Watt he does retiring, get those tackles. Yeah, I like it yeah. though. I like it. I just wanted good tidbit. The bombers sniped me in our IDP uh, army draft. I For David up and everything. Yeah, and son just, of a bitch. Which also and Kelsey, man, they took all my teams. More back to the Eagles, which means it's even more of Kaiser White season. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I promise. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we will come back with our Royal Rankings Rumble. If you ever wanted to get into the Ultimate IDP Index, all right? It's our flagship product. It's got dynasty rankings. It's got tiered rankings for IDP players. It's got production profiles, all sorts of really cool stuff like that. Good for research and good for drafting. We have an awesome opportunity and a major, major, major announcement, Okay. Very, very proud to officially announce here on the channel and on the uh, podcast feed that we are officially partnered with Sleeper, the Sleeper app. That's right. For the 2023 fantasy football season, use the promo code POSSUM on your first time deposit. They will deposit match you up to $100. And listen, here's the kicker. If you do that, I will get an email sent to me that said that you use our code or our link, which is in the description. I will give you the ultimate IDP index for the rest of the season, the 2023 season, totally for free. All you got to do is go sign up, use the code possum or the link in the description of the podcast or the video. I'm going to give you the ultimate IDP index for the rest of the year for free. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hell of a deal, possums. By the way, speaking of Debo and Kyle <clears throat> Shanahan, um, I don't think I've ever seen Jordan in anything other than a longer sleeve shirt. I didn't know he had a tattoo on his arm. Yeah, he's really been hitting the gym in the offseason. Um, and Billy yelled at me in the break room whenever we were playing the promo. So I'll shut up now. No, I did not yell at you in the break room. No, don't, Stop. Don't it's fine. Stop. Not the belt, Dad. <clears throat> yeah, I'll put that away. All right. Um, let's get on to the Royal Rankings Rumble. We did this about two months ago. We threw out some rankings. Some of us were allowed wrong. That was me. And we you know, compile their rankings again, and we are going to discuss. So, Josh, do you want to kick off the offensive points rankings going in, pretty much going into the season, unless there's some injuries that happen? I was going to say, I'm sure we'll come up with a 3.0 here, but this is the uh, official rankings 2.0 at the moment. And we start off, uh, just give you the top 10 to start with, and we'll have any notes that we'd like to talk about. Uh, Justin Jefferson, number one, wide receiver one, Christian McCaffrey, Eckler for one and two of running backs. <clears throat> Jamar Chase at four. Jonathan Taylor at five. Tyree Kill at six. Bijan at seven. Saquon at eight. AJ Brown at nine. And Travis Kelsey at 10 to round out the top 10. I really like that top 10, guys. Yeah, I, really I love doing this because we're always just a little bit different. Like, I, I obviously, Joe was very low on Saquon. I'm not really 100% sure on this one, but he kicked him down the rankings a little bit. But the combination of our three always seems to make like a really good, like we stop the Homer from happening a little bit. Yeah. Like I said earlier, man, Saquon just scares me. I don't think he's going to have the target share with all the receivers. They sign that line still kind of sucks. And I I'm telling you, if I was him, I'd give like 40% effort and just collect my million, my, my paychecks. That's a real concern. I don't think the target share is a concern because I don't think any of these guys on this team are the the wide receiver one. I think it's Barkley. I think Barkley is the wide receiver one, and then everybody else is going to kind of fill in around that. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not. I'm not concerned about any of these wide receivers. I think we talked about this last week, or we did NFC East. I think that was last week. Um, literally, it's going to be one week for all seven of these wide receivers, like at least like Wandale will have his day. Sterling Shepard will find <laughs> his day again, maybe two. Uh, and then it's going to be Slayton and then it's going to be I, Hyatt. And it's just going to be a shit show of random people. I don't think Saquon loses any value. He literally runs the team. I'm sorry. Like, uh, Daniel, he's not on this team. They suck. That's yeah. just the short and skinny of it. So I, I, I haven't been differently, and- but. Billy has him at seven, and Joe kicked him out of the first round, 14. It's worrisome, man. 
it did vault him above Bijan though, or below Bijan, I should say. So Bijan did get a bump for that. So, which we were all pretty even on. It's true. All right, go through the next ten. Yep. Next ten, we got Nick Chubb eleven, uh, Cooper Cup at twelve, Tony Pollard thirteen, Derek Henry at fifteen, Ceedee Lamb, Stephon Diggs at fifteen and sixteen. Josh Jacobs, Amon Ross St. Brown, Garrett Wilson, and Devontae Adams rounding out the top 20. Before we get like really going, Joe, you're or Josh, you're drinking the Nick Chubb juice, huh? Mm. 100%. Yeah, I definitely, I'm sorry, I should have highlighted that one on this one. Um, yes, I really am. I, I understand uh, Felton's there and is going to play in the Kareem Hunt role, but I just, Without Kareem Hunt there and what we saw last year with Hunt, I mean, I don't want to say not avail not there, but like not playing to his full potential or what he has been in the past. Nick Chubb had a quiet, amazing season. And that was with a quarterback change and a team that wasn't really playing that well. I'm all over Nick Chubb. I, I just don't see him not being a top five running back. I it's just right there. I mean, only gotten better over the career. He's never had less than eight touchdowns, and I don't see that stopping. Got a little bit more involved in the passing game, too, last year. Um, I mean, he kind of got cut out when Kareem Hunt got there, but he was pretty involved in the passing game originally. And I don't see why he's going to not be on the field at all times. So there's a potential for a score at any given moment. Yeah, Nick Chubb should light it up this year. Um, I'm a little bit lower <laughs> on him. I think as a, you know, my brain in my own group brain, I'm much lower on running backs this year just because being burned so many times in the past. Um, and with the plethora of options in the middle rounds. So I like Nick Chubb though a lot. I put him the low. I put him the lowest because I, I, I just think that this offense is going to run through Deshaun. And even though Nick Chubb is probably the best running back in the league, the best pure runner, and at least in the league, I just, this Browns offense, I think if they're not a pass happy offense, they're not going to be very good this season. So I think you're either going to have to go with a run and be just kind of squeaking by, or they're going to have to go with the pass and innovate, which scares me for Stefanski because he is not a pass first guy. So I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think it's going to be a pass first team. I think this is going to be a really <clears> well balanced <throat> team. We're, we're easing to Sean Watson into his first full season after all the dilemma that he's been out for, like he's going to, they're going to have to use – they have one of the best running backs in the league. They're not going to not use him. I'm not worried well, about his – But they also paid Deshaun Watson a billion, gajillion, fulfillion dollars I mean, to come be a He's going to play. So. They got more wide receivers for him too. It's only going to stretch the field. It's going to be less stacked box for uh, Nick Chubb. Honestly, like seven may be a little high, but I have him right between Saquon and uh, uh, Bijan, and I don't really see anything wrong with that. I think those three guys are right around the – Nick Chubb's always been that kind of outcast of the top ten. Nobody ever wants to put him in there, but I'm not, I'm not really afraid because – he literally was RB five last year. Hey, if they were if I if I knew for sure they were gonna be a running team, I'd probably agree with you. But I don't know. I I just can't buy it. At least not this year. That's fine, uh, Joe. I think you have uh, someone to bring up here. There's a guy you have uh, a little higher than the rest of us in this top twenty, and I just I just I want to know your logic. And I'm not even mad at it. I just want to know. I want to hear your your spiel here. Is Joe live still? That was an unfortunate uh, freeze oh. there on Joe's behalf. Well, never mind. Sorry, Joe. I teed it up. You guys are just going to have to wait a little bit longer. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Any, any surprises in the top 20 at all? Like, I mean. Um, for me, no, not really. Um, I think I was a little bit lower on Amon Ra than like 
I probably should have been. I mean, I think 20 is fair, but I mean, Joe put him at 11 and I feel, I think better about him being closer to 11 than all the way down at 20. But uh, you know, we're splitting hairs to be honest. I agree that the jump for me, I have a cup like, actually lower than both of you, but I have cup a couple picks ahead of him. I have uh Stefan Diggs a couple picks ahead of him. I I like Amon Ra a lot and I love that six games he's gonna have without Jameson. I just I think my logic was they got their other guys so well involved last year. I mean Amon Ra obviously still had a phenomenal season, but like we were getting no name people just putting up points on the Lions and once Jamison gets back and if he gets back to what we think he's going to be, that was why I have him just a little lower. I'm not upset about putting him on route higher. He's a great second round draft pick to pair with whether you got a uh, Jamar chase or Jonathan Taylor in the first round, I would be pretty happy to start with the Monroe St. Brown as my second pick. So that's fair. All right, Joe, give us your Cooper cup take. Cooper Cup take. Uh, we are one year removed from an absolute stellar season for Mr. Cup. And I understand the injury concerns for Matthew Stafford, but all indications are he's full go. He'll be just fine. Um, I think we just shock it up for a really down year for the Rams offense, and Cooper Cup's going to go right back to where he was before. I feel like even last year when the um... – situation was pretty shitty for him he still did really well i mean the team was obviously in disrepair but like obviously it's worse this year he's still the number one guy on the team like he's the only person i'd want in the league i think you're a little higher on him than both of us obviously but i don't dislike cooper cup i mean if he's also there's a, a possibility that he gets traded i mean i've seen a lot of rumors of trades to the lions and cup was one of them and pff, i i hate it for i'd hate it for Monra as we just were talking about him but like i don't know like he could get traded. I mean, that team's in full fire sale mode. They might be going for some picks if they lose too quickly. So I just like those cheap PPR points, man. And Cooper cup. That's his role. He's just always open. And it makes no sense, man. It is. I mean, the Rams are going to be terrible this year, but um, maybe he can be the one bright spot for them as they're trying not to lose. Yeah. Joe Garrett Wilson. This is what I was actually trying to allude to before you left, but then you left. And then Billy kicked. <laughs> yeah, the dude, I, we're switching internet soon here. This shit's ridiculous. But uh, Garrett Wilson. All right. Um, since 2013, Aaron Rodgers, number one receiver, has been top six in targets in the NFL every single year. Uh, we don't have Elijah Moore anymore. Uh, we Brees is working through a period of convalescence where we don't really know what's going to happen with that. Um, and then you add Aaron Rodgers to the mix. Wilson finished at wide receiver 21 in 2022 and was he really wasn't even a full-time guy until like the middle of the season still finished with a 28 percent target share scored four times over a thousand yards the math is really simple here bump those numbers up up and he could easily be a top five guy this year i like absolutely <laughs> love the take when i saw your number this was one of those ones where i i highlighted a lot of your your name that you were way different than the two of us but this is the one where i go i get it i ain't even mad at it because Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers, that combo could just be just amazing. We were talking earlier, and it's literally Garrett Wilson just doesn't have a sexy name. His name's Garrett, and his last name's Wilson. He's just the most basic name ever. If it was Monroe St. Brown paired with Aaron Rodgers after his rookie year, what he did last year, I think he'd be bumped up a little higher. Um, but honestly, the the thing is, is I think everyone just assumes Lazard is going to be that dude with Aaron Rodgers because he brought him over and he made sure that he got paid or whatever. I think he was just doing right by a friend. 
more so than anything. I'm not saying Lazard's yeah. not going to be good. I think he'll still get targets and stuff. But beyond that, it's Garrett Wilson as wide receiver one on that team. And Aaron Rodgers is going to go out there and just, just to fucking piss off Packers fans and Packers uh, team alike. I he, There's a chance Garrett Wilson is above, you know, I mean, with Stefan Diggs a couple picks above him, I could see him vaulting up there. CD Lamb with the Cowboys. I mean, there's he could definitely vault up into the wide receiver five conversation. So, yeah, I just yeah. want to paint the picture. Sorry, Bill. I just want to mm-hmm. paint the picture for you guys real quick. Aaron Rodgers is the king of bonus plays where they get a free play for no reason at all. And he always throws the deep ball a thousand percent of the time. And, you know, it was Devonta Adams all the time. Now that's going to be Garrett Wilson. And I think we get two or three touchdowns just on bullshit plays like that. So I saw like touchdown numbers to triple. Probably We saw like eight touchdowns from Christian Watson that were literally just him standing in the end zone. And Aaron Rodgers like, oh, yeah, free one. Take that. So it's true. Um, No, I was just going to say, like, I feel like that that tier where it's the lamb digs. St. Brown, Wilson, Adams, like Jalen Waddle. I feel like that is that group is like can't miss land. Like you're gonna get those guys maybe as your wide receiver one if you went running back first, or potentially your second wide receiver if you went, you know, Justin Jefferson or somebody in the first round. And I feel like you're gonna be happy about it because like those are all guys that like even if you know their floor is so high that like you're not gonna be mad about it by the end of the season. You're gonna get that second round value out of them barring injury obviously from any of those but like i think by the end of the season you're going to be happy that you made a decision to pick those guys in the second round yeah i agree with you Alex. i mean the running backs that are going right there i mean you got stevenson Brees hall Najee harris you got mark andrews joe mixon etienne they all have a lot more question marks in my mind than than garrett wilson has spoilers on the 20 through 30 wrong. Uh, let's just kick right into that. Uh, so we have Stevenson at 21, Brees Hall, Najee Harris, Waddle, Olave, Andrews, Mixon, Etienne, T. Higgins, and our first quarterback off the board, Patrick Mahomes, because Joe fucked everything up. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, I love the first three rounds altogether. Like, I don't, you can't really miss. I, I mean, obviously, it comes down to injuries and who you like the best. Um, that's the thing about this top 30. Like, when I was putting it together, I like, I really wanted to put Devonte Smith in there. I put him end up putting him at 30 because I like just couldn't put him over Olave and Waddle and uh, some of these running backs that like, this is the last good run at running backs of young running backs, I should say. So, man. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I mean, we honestly weren't even in this round that far away from any, each other. I mean, you put Etienne kind of a little bit higher than the rest of us, but yeah, let me, let me I pick your brain there. Disagree. Oh, yeah, I stand by this 100%. Um, So I have him at 18, and you guys both have him at 31, 34. Um, My thing is, this is like the last minute to get running backs. So the next running backs we have, no spoilers here, uh, Aaron Jones, Gibbs, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce. I just, Travis Etienne got 1,100 yards in what was essentially his rookie season. Coming off, was it Achilles or was it a, a foot injury? I can't remember. I know it was some sort of foot injury. Uh, comes out of this. They literally cha- trade James Robinson out of there. Like they're like, get it out. It's Etienne's backfield. Gave him like full workload really quickly. Surprisingly. I mean, he, they worked him in for a little bit and they're like, yep, yep. This is our guy. This is why we drafted him. And then this team only got better with the addition of Calvin Ridley. Another year of Trevor Lawrence looking good. Uh, Christian, uh, Christian Kirk broke out last year. Evan Ingram just got paid. Uh, Zay Jones played a great role as a second wide receiver is now a third. Like this team is really fucking good. 
And Etienne, obviously, they grabbed Tank Bigsby, um, and they went and grabbed Dearness Johnson. They got to Jermichael Hasty. There's just no one behind him that I'm worried about stealing carries. There's no split backfield, in my opinion. I understand Tank Bigsby's going to have a role, and all those dynasty brains out there are like, oh, he's got a role. Everyone gets so fucking hyped about a rookie coming in. Like, ah, it's done. They got him in like the third round. Calm down. They did not draft Jameer Gibbs. They did not draft Bijan Robinson. They drafted a backup for Travis Etienne. And with what they finally got to see after his unfortunate rookie season injury, this is a sophomore year. Like, why wouldn't he go bigger than 1,100 yards? I, I understand the touchdowns weren't great. It was five touchdowns. A lot of passing last year. And the uh, Jaguars are still figuring themselves out. But I'm not worried about Tank Bigsby. I don't know why everyone's worried about Tank Bigsby. I I, I understand he's going to have a role. The, I understand he was good in college. The thing we're but- worried about is that Etienne was not the most efficient running back last year. They're going to have to spell him with someone else looking to be like Tank Bigsby. But they're, the reason that we were confused why they got rid of James Robinson is because they did, they shouldn't have. Like, no, Etienne I is not a three-down back kind of guy. They needed a second running back in there. And they got rid of him. So who did they go and get? They got Bigsby. That's why everybody's thinking Bigsby's going to have a big role. I I personally disagree with that. Someone coming off of an injury like he did and to still get 1,100 yards, like I feel like this is the the floor of Travis Etienne. And I feel like people are I think Etienne's a yardage guy. I think he's your between-the-20s guy. He was – Really, yeah. he was almost atrocious in the short yardage situations last year. I think he had like top five carries in the five yard line or something and scored two touchdowns from within that. So I think that's where you're going to see Tank Bigsby really come into play. If Auburn had half of an offense, Tank Bigsby would have gone higher than, than he actually went in the draft. I believe he's a really yep. solid running back. Um, but no, I like Etienne a lot. I'm not saying completely fade him. I just uh, Tank Bigsby – Stealing touchdowns is what I can just see it in October. You know, Etienne runs down to the five, and then you got, you know, Michael Turner. I feel like what was it? everyone's always, in my life coming in. Everyone's I'll always be, so worried about that for the wrong situations. No one's ever worried. No one was worried about Jamal Williams last year. No one ever thought about it. They were like, DeAndre Swift season, blah, 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 blah. Jamal Williams is nothing. They're always worried about the wrong ones. And I think this is the wrong one. I don't think we're, I don't think it's Travis Etienne doesn't get a goal line carry. I don't, I think he, I'm not saying he's going to go get 10 touchdowns, but eight touchdowns is still in the realm of possibility. And more than likely those touchdowns will be bigger ones. So like, I'm going to take Etienne everywhere. If I'm going to, if he's going to slip into the third round every time, I mean, that's the perfect third round. That's just where, that's just where I would feel comfortable taking him. I mean, third round is where I'm comfortable taking Etienne. I just, if, taking him as your second, Oh, I'm going to draft accordingly to the rankings, but like leaving, well, I know, but you're taking him 18th overall, so you're taking him... I think that's where he deserves to be. I just put my rankings together. That's why I said that he should be. I think that's where he'll end up, running back 8 or 9. He finished running back 16 last year on a split backfield to start the season and coming off an injury. I mean, why wouldn't he be a top... I will back? I will try not to chuckle when you take him in the second round of a draft. Uh, do you want a fireball bet running back, uh, running back 10 for Etienne? Top 10? Top 10? Um, top yeah, I'll top 10 running back? I'm not going to yeah, bet specifically. Yeah. He's only going to be running back 10. If he hits nine, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> that was a weird fireball bet. I was like, okay. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll fucking take the freebie. Yeah, write okay. it down. Weird enough. All right. I'm just happy that I haven't had to defend anything yet because the first 30 picks were just so great for me, so I haven't it's had to say anything much it's about my, uh, my picks. All right. Any, anyone else we want to touch on in the, t- the 20s? Uh, 
I didn't know if they're. I, mean, I don't think of, so. We don't need to have quarterback discussions. We know Joe hates him, and we don't need Joe to hates get Jalen Hurts. We all get that. I don't right, hate anyway. him, man. I'm just not drafting them, so I don't care where they're ranked at. I honestly, we had that conversation. Exactly. I'm not drafting yeah. either one of them in redraft because it's just way too high for me. But this is where they're going. So anyway, uh, Patrick Mahomes was at 30. We got Devontae Smith, 31. Jalen Hurts, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, Hawkinson, Gibbs, McLaurin. So this is where the quarterback run starts happening. And this is where you honestly get your best value out of guys. Cause people, once the quarterbacks and tight ends start flying off the board, people get confused. They feel like they need to fill out their roster accordingly. This is my favorite part of the draft, honestly. Yeah, no, uh, this is where you make it or break it. Billy, I do have, uh, I want to pick your brain on Terry McLaurin. Josh and I have him 38, 34 and you have him at 52. Why no love? I hate Sam Howell. And you think I don't Sam think Howell's offense. Yep, I don't think Sam Howell's very good, and I don't think that Terry McLaurin. I think Terry McLaurin yet again is going to be in for a rough season. Um, it's no much more than that. I mean, if honestly, if Heineke was still there, I'd feel a little bit better about him. But with Sam Howell, I don't think this offense is going to be very good. If you were telling me that Joe Jacoby Brissett was taking snaps day one, and that's how they were going to roll, I'd probably have him a little bit higher. But I don't. Oh, I feel like this is exactly where Terry McLaurin should go compared in between Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, somewhere in there, Keenan Allen type conversations. You have Keenan Allen at 29, but you have McLaurin uh, 20 picks later. It, I, I'm not saying anything against Keenan Allen. I love Keenan Allen. Sam Howell, Justin yeah. Herbert. Sam Howell, Justin Herbert. I understand that. Terry McLaurin's done it with a bad quarterback every year so far. He hasn't had a one, two year. Honestly, I feel bad for McLaurin's career, but like, why wouldn't he just do it again? He literally, it's almost exact same numbers every year. Cause they just keep putting him with a worse and worse quarterback to see what can happen. And eventually that's not going to work. Sam Howell is. Quarterbacks. I watched Sam Howell. If play they just let him go out and sling it, dude. If they just let him sling it, it could be one of the better. You think sure. maybe I like I, Taylor Heineke, but he was, I mean, he could not throw the ball as deep as Terry McLaurin needed it. So that will be an upgrade right there. Better than Sam Howell, that's for sure. Like, no. I, why can't we see no. the guy first? Why do you got to fucking hate him before? He's played one pro game. He sat his entire rookie year. He played one pro game. Because I watched game. how it bad he was, okay. was in college, and then okay. I saw how as badly if, he was drafted. College, and then... As if college and NFL is synonymous with each other. They're exactly the same. Why didn't he Baker go in the Mayfield first round? Why didn't really he go in the second in round? And is really great in the NFL, so... Why didn't he go in the first round? Why didn't he go in the second round? If he was such a great quarterback, that should be I starting. I didn't say in he was NFL. great. I said he got to sit. And I think that's, I honestly, you see this a lot more often than the first round picks. You see bus. What, what happened to uh, Josh Rosen? He was a first round pick. He didn't look so good. You got Drake no, London. Sam Howell's on that higher. level. <laughs> that's you got 12, Terry, or Drake London, 12 spots higher than Terry yes. McLaurin. You have that much more faith in Ritter? In not okay. necessarily. But I think the Washington offense is going to be worse I than Atlanta. The Washington's, the Washington's offense is one of the best offenses in the league, barring barring what the quarterback plays going to be. Yeah, you, you're telling me talent, you watched the Washington talent. Commanders play football last year and were Man, like, that was one of the top offenses it. in the league. I we had to suffer, no, suffer through those games. Talent level, and they actually played a pretty decent year last year. I don't know what you're talking about. They no, they did defense. not. No, they did not. See, this is you not remembering the NFL season because those Washington games were eyelid like nails through the eyelid. Okay, like, so you're telling me Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, and uh Antonio Gibson isn't a good offense together? 
Well, they weren't. <laughs> we just watched them all play last year with a better quarterback, and they weren't. So, I mean, what do you want me to do? Ended up with a thousand yards. I, yeah, terrible, terrible football. It wasn't a good. You offense. hate the Commanders. It's fine. Commanders finish higher than the Giants this year. The Commanders prop could finish higher than the fucking Cowboys if Sam Howell's any good. There's no way that's gonna happen. Am I'm gonna I give Sam Howell no the way. benefit of the doubt here. I like to give. I mean, why, okay, so why do you no, no no? Why do you blindly trust Trey Lance, who hasn't played football? I know you're off the t- topic now, but I know I did not rank Trey Lance year. in the 150. So uh, I don't I'm, know what I'm you're sorry, talking about. I'm sorry, I'm talking about last year. Last year, you definitely had Trey Lance's. Oh man, he's gonna fucking do it, man. He's gonna fucking do it. We'll keep and then he got hurt. Fucking, what, yeah. Okay. We'll keep blind. I was right there with Billy last year. To be fair, I don't. I don't understand that, that argument. Why, he got why hurt. the blind? Why the blind love for one person and you just the blind hate for another person? Because one player, I think their level is up here. Can't see it on the screen. And one player's level is down here. And so when I go into a season thinking this player is going to be good, it makes sense because I believe it. This There's player worse out there is going to be bad. I ain't worried about McLaurin. Bad examples, but no. McLaurin's fine. Basically, is the, the gist of this conversation. No, Joe's argument of Atlanta is the one that's made the most sense, but I just think Atlanta's <laughs> offense is going to be better. It didn't need that. to be an argument. You could have just said you fucked up. Terry McLaurin's a good wide receiver. That's all I wanted. He's that's a good wide wanted. receiver on a bad offense with a bad quarterback. God, Jesus that's I'm talking to a fifth round player. wide receiver. That makes sense to me. All right, talking about something I did. I put Gibbs at 50. You guys have him at 30, 38. Um, he ends up as running back 16 above the likes of Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins, Ken Walker, which is just wild to me that you guys have him higher than some of these other running backs because you guys are all homers. Well, Joe, Joe actually doesn't. Sorry, we'll get to that in a bit. But you guys have been homers on Ken Walker. Not No problem with Charbonnet. But yet Gibbs is just walking into just fantasy glory. He's just going to be amazing right off the bat, even though Montgomery's there. I just I want to I want your guys' take on why Mont, why you have Jamar Gibbs so high. I have Pass such catching. a Nick Chubb for Jamar Gibbs. It is just <laughs> you really do. I feel like a lot of the fantasy community does though, and I just like I want to see it first. I, I think fifty is a very valid place to put him. I was I had the same argument for Swift, but he got injured last year. That <laughs> offense makes so much damn sense for a back like Jameer Gibbs. Um, just to catch a short dump off. I know Hawkinson's there, and that's probably or no, Hawkinson's gone. Apologies. Laporte is there and looks pretty damn good. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think Jameer Gibbs takes over kind of the middle of the field and he is explosive. And I love David Montgomery, but he has never been the most explosive guy. So I just think we're a year away. I think we're a year away from Gibbs's actual full potential. And I feel like people see the potential and want to just exponentially put him up the list and think it's going to be the draft steal. And I just don't think it is. I think it's going to be running back 16, which is where we have him. I don't see him at running back 10, 11. I just think if I walk on a car lot and I see an F-150 sitting next to a McLaren, I'm going to be like, bro, give me that McLaren all day. I understand the the excitement, but like, I just, I just, I want, I want everyone to, I just want to bring everyone back down to earth for a second that like, it probably won't happen. There's a chance and we're all excited for it. Jamar Gibbs is going to be amazing. It's going to happen. Josh is being a negative Nancy. I I just think think he's, he's, his, his pass catching work is going to boost him up. Maybe it won't end up at, you know, RB 16. Yours is a little it'll better. Be a, it'll be around, around that. Yeah. 30 is a little strong. Cause that's the third round. But uh, I, I taking the gamble on the fact that him, of, of him being the pass catching back there and getting all of those pass catching reps. 
I, I think Jared Goff loves to dump the ball off too. So I just think, you know, he's going to be hard to keep off the field. I just have guys like Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce above him because the workload's theirs pretty much right away off the bat. Like it's their backfield to lose. I'd rather have one of them too, in my opinion, than Gibbs. I understand. And we play dynasty. So naturally we are going to, the rookies get real exciting. And I think even the redraft community is going to get real excited about Jimmy Gibbs because his, his talent level is amazing. I just feel like we got to remember that this is not a rush for him to be good. They have Montgomery on the hook for three years. Like it's not a Gibbs backfield right away. It's going to be a split backfield. And yes, there are going to be games where he goes for 25 points, but there's, you're also probably going to get a game where he gets five and you, you need to live with that. And in my opinion, these, the meat and the potatoes, I'd take the miles Sanders 10 every day over a five twenty. I mean, sure. I'd win a game, but then like, what if I lose two straight up because I have a dud from Gibbs? I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm more about consistency in these kind of rounds. This is where that's why I had. Look, I can definitely see the Miles Sanders argument because I'm very high on Sanders this year. Um, as far as Damian Pierce, I single Terry, I think is going to play more of a role than a lot of people are accounting for, but I, don't I know. think that's I just like Gibbs, man. Damian Pierce to the moon dog. We actually haven't heard one on camp that. story about, Either one of those I don't want to hear. I we heard camp stories last year and it sucked, <laughs> and then everybody stole Damian Pierce from us. I don't want camp stories about the people. You just life. said it's camp news. I didn't fucking hear anything. Oh, sorry, my bad. I, just, I can't see you right now, so I have no idea of social cues. I'm just yelling at you. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate all right. it. Into the 40s, unless anyone had any other topics we needed here. Nope. Okay. Uh, 40s, 41. Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, J.K. Dobbins, Ken Walker, Drake London. Kittle, Godwin, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, sorry. It's a solid round. Honestly, I, I think so. That's going to be think, your league winners right there. That in the next round. I think yeah, that's so where you really. One that I didn't highlight here, and someone I'm high on and probably boosting them up about three or four picks at the very least was Jerry Judy. Um, I have him at 34, you guys have him at 52, 42. Uh, Billy's pretty close with me, but. I really think Jerry Judy, I, I, I think everyone, I know Joe, you hate Jerry Judy because he quits on routes and he's lazier, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but <laughs> what he did last year, uh, a thousand yards, and it was mostly at the back end of the season, like with that fucking terrible offense, six touchdowns, still ending up as PPR's uh, wide receiver 22. Um, just seeing what he did last year and knowing I understand that I understand the scare of Mims. Mims, everybody's hyping Mims up right now, and we, we can get to that in a second. But Cortland Sutton is more than likely traded off this team. I, he has just not been it for this team. And Mims is hurt, by the way. They're not hyping up Mims, not right now. No, no, no. Pre, pre before this, people have been oh, hyping up. Gotcha. Mims. I've seen a lot of stuff for it. I, I did see that he got injured, but I don't think he's. I don't think it's like serious at the moment. But no, he'll be back uh, by a season. Sutton just was supposed to be the wide receiver one. He's not. Jerry Judy's the wide receiver one on this team. I think people are starting to realize that. But at the same time, I personally think Sutton's off this team. And that's why, if anything, I would hype Mims up is because he would potentially have a spot. But at the moment, Mims doesn't have a spot. Tim Patrick's back on this team. Jerry Judy's there and Sutton's there. Like, those three are the top three. Mims is like a supporting cast, like returning. Well, Tim Patrick's one of the problems I have with Jerry Judy. Um, No, Jerry Judy showed last year he's awesome. Um, I just don't know how I feel about the Denver Broncos as a whole. I like the Sean Payton-Russell Wilson combo. I assume it'll play out, but Wilson was all over Tim Patrick last year. That seemed to be his guy. And then when he Tim got Patrick hurt, didn't play last year. I know, but during during training camp and everything, okay. everyone was raving how he was. So it is camp news. But 
I do think Tim Patrick is a hell of a football player um, on there. You know, Sutton, whatever happens with him, he's had eight years to figure it out and it hasn't happened. So I like Jerry Judy. I'm just lower because it hasn't happened yet. I understand the circumstances behind that, but no, I like Jerry Judy. I just like these other guys a little better. I just think the team is going to be obviously better this year. Like, I don't think there's any yeah. way they could be worse. So I, I, Russell Wilson finds a little bit of footing and realizes that, hey, I got Jerry Judy. I need to use him. Um, and I I think we originally kind of thought it was going to be a Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf kind of thing. Obviously not with DK Metcalf, but like a combo. And I, I really, at this point, I'm honing in on Jerry Judy. I think Tim Patrick will have a role. I mean, he didn't play in a year and he's 30 years old and he's been kind of a um, extra for most of his career. So he's got a lot of tread on the tires. So it's not like he's not good. I think that's one thing that the Marvin Mims crowd needs to calm down about. Obviously I understand he's injured. This isn't me victory lapping an injury. He's not actually injured, injured, but um, should be healthy at least to, you know, healthy enough to start the season, but yeah. And Joe, we finally get your JK Dobbins take. Oh yeah. I'm so excited about this. Um, so JK Dobbins, uh, Similar injury to what Javante Williams had. So I'm kind of worried about Javante Williams because it took J.K. Dobbins a while to get back. Um, how, they did draft him in the second round. He killed it at Ohio State. And J.K. Dobbins is going into a contract year, which is an added bonus. So literally, let's call it what it is last year. He was not healthy coming back. He had that like second week two last year where he put up two touchdowns. Everyone was all back on it. And then he had that cleanup procedure. Um, but then he came back week 14 with Tyler Huntley at the quarterback, an average 12.9 points per game. So if we extrapolate that, he had an RB12 finish, which I know is putting a lot in the air. But you get Todd Munkin, I think this offense is going to be a little bit better than what we saw last year. You get Lamar Jackson back. That situation's, you know, Rashad Bateman, we don't know what's going on with him. But overall, this offense should be a lot better. Um, we know he doesn't catch the ball, but – I don't know. I love it here. The Ravens line finished first in run block win rate. Um, if he gets 14 to 17 touches a game, I could see him top 12, top 10 pretty easily. Mm. Interesting. I was, I was, <laughs> I was on your page until you said that, like, cause honestly, like this, this offense will be better. They have wide receivers now. I mean, imagine, I imagine this team will be better. One thing that concerns me is the crowded backfield. I understand it's just Melvin Gordon that they added, but that is another body, and it just scares me. Like, J.K. Dobbins, yeah. like, I want him to be that guy. He hasn't yet. He's shown flashes of it, and I want him to be the guy, and he, I think he still has the top crack at it. Um, but like you said, slow comeback from injury. Obviously, that's nothing. I mean, Saquon did it. Like, I mean, this people people are – you can't just rush back from an injury. So this would be his healthy year. This is the do or die. I actually like the value we have him at at 45. I mean, if you miss out on Miles Sanders, Gibbs, Pierce, <clears throat> I'm okay with grabbing a Dobbins. He's a perfect target for the zero RB crowd in the first yeah. couple of rounds. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is a guy that you could grab pretty, you know, a little bit later, but actually in could end up being the one. But yeah, I'm with Josh. I don't, I don't like that Melvin Gordon's now kicking around. I just, you know, just makes me. He's not makes me feel like they don't believe in him. Yeah, that was just it was such a a slap in the face to Dobbins. And I, I really think it was like, it was just like, mm, we don't believe in you. We're going to grab someone else, which to be fair, was super early. They could have got Melvin Gordon after cook signed after Zeke signed. I mean, there's so many running backs out there. They literally grabbed Melvin Gordon when the running back stalemate was still happening. And I was like, mm, don't like it. Didn't like that news story. No, but I honestly, like, I do like Dobbins here. I'm rooting for him. Oh, 
Yeah, I'm rooting for him too because he was just such such a boss at Ohio State. But sidebar here, I think we need to start treating ACLs as year and a half plus injuries. All right, so actually, I, I want to talk about Javante. You brought him up. I know we're down. We're not getting all the way through these these rankings as it is. So I have him at I have him at 52, which is probably a bit excessive. But y'all have him at 71 and 86. I understand that ACL injuries are not going to you're not just going to pop back right up. But he is practicing right now, and he is playing probably week one at the moment. I I like to think I like to give people benefit of the doubt that they can go back and play if he's practicing week one or training camp day one. You're telling me that they're not going to find a way to get him back into shape, like, and be there. Like, I mean, Javante Williams, obviously I understand like good rookie year split with Melvin Gordon. I think what, what the steal is that you're getting Javante at, at 60. So or 60 or so is sixth round. You've already filled out your wide receivers and running backs. You're grabbing your third string or fourth string running back, depending on how you did your, your draft. I'm all about it, dude. Like, I, I think this is a great buy low. I mean, Brees Hall just tore, tore his ACL, and he's come, he's going to the top 20. Like, you're getting Javante Williams, who has, I'm not saying Brees Hall potential, but has potential to, you know, come back from this and actually show that he's worthwhile. I don't think it's going to be the best season in the world. I don't think he's going for 2,000 yards, obviously. But, like, I'm not scared of Samaji Pirine to take the workload if Javante's healthy. That's the thing. I like yeah. He had Melvin Gordon, who literally was splitting the workload with him 50-50 completely. If he's healthy and he shows it, Javante Williams could be a, a pop pop up to top twenty player in the league. I mean, if he plays healthy enough, like I'm not going to argue with wrong. you there. I, all your points are correct. My only thing is with, with the Brees is we saw Brees do it. I mean, we saw Brees. He's coming back from the same injury. I know, but we really haven't seen Javante Williams. That's do because it. he split carries. He had fifty percent of the carries that year. Okay, I, I totally agree with you, we but that's why I'm lower it. on him. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm from the show that's me up. state, Josh. Yeah, actually, I'm from Iowa, but I'm blindly know. hating Sam Howell, but I need to see it from Jamal Williams. I'm all over the place. <laughs> yeah. um, so, all right, know, real quick, real quick. They had exactly the same carries that year 203 and 203, Melvin Gordon and Javante. And it was his rookie year. Like, I mean, I just, I, you can't hate on the guy. Like, it's not his fault that they didn't. No, want to I love Javante out. Williams. Don't, don't get me wrong there. I, I'm really, but I think that's why you're seeing Brees go so much higher is because he was so electric last year. He had oh, all I love the touchdowns. He looked really good. Yeah. Brees Hall's a I just, I'm I saying just, for redraft purposes, Javante Williams, I think the shot in the sixth, seventh round is, pff, dude, if you can get him in, the, I, I think he'll go a little higher than that. I think he probably, oh, he's, did. He's going to go for 50s, 40s. If you can get him in the fifth round, though, all day, man. You can fill in that spot with Jamal Williams later. Okay, let's get to my Cam Akers situation real quick. Please. Um, Please. Because I know you all had – This is where you got real off the rails, buddy. Quite a bit different. Um, And my reasoning for this is kind of like Joe's reasoning for Cooper Cup. If this offense goes off like it did two years ago – Cam Akers is going to have to be a big part of that. Behind Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford, the offensive talent on this team is basically non-existent. They didn't really add a, a, a running back of note. Um, none of the wide receivers behind Cooper Cup mean anything to this team. I mean, maybe we see Puka Nakua. Maybe Tutu Atwell finally has a game. Van Jefferson, I, I mean, we keep hoping for the best, but he never quite quite gets there. Ben Skoranek, I've seen nothing from Ben Skoranek. I mean, he was the reason they were terrible for part of that season. Um, 
And so I just think as a weapon on the Rams, the second best weapon on the Rams, Cam Akers has the opportunity to get all of those targets and carries that are going to keep him at a very high volume. Okay, Josh, what do you got? I'm just going to start off with the simple fact that they have the bottom five offensive line in the league ever since uh, Whitworth retired after the Super Bowl. Uh, That offensive line is complete fucking garbage. I just want to go ahead and start there. And then let's start with the fact that Cam Akers was literally given up upon last year. They literally stopped. And then what happened? And then what happened? He did okay in five games. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going, oh, he's yeah, he still had, got the 700 yards and seven touchdowns last season after they gave they up on nothing him. going for him. And they just gave him the ball. And they don't the have, they don't the have season. that now. And now you've got a full season of that. Like, that's the thing. I like, now you have a full season okay, of that. Okay. If you put him at 50, I wouldn't yell at you. You put him at fucking 35 dog. Like I, that, that's yeah. above, that's above the running backs. We were just talking about. That's above Gibbs. You have him three picks before Gibbs. I would I, I would take the problem is gladly you all are just going off of the fact that they benched him last season. But towards the end of the season, I'm going off they the fact didn't that the offensive line is complete trash. Like it was trash last year. That didn't that didn't affect him. Last uh, year it didn't affect him that much. This this team is gonna be hot garbage if you want anyone's Cooper Cup. I just I I don't know, man. I that 35 was like wild up there. Like that's where Josh I, I honestly, Allen's like, going. I will be taking like exact because I plan on doing zero RB. I definitely plan on scooping up as much Cam Akers as possible because there's no other option. Like that's the one thing about him with all these other backfields. There's another running back that could come in and, and make some noise. There's no running back coming for him. There's nothing. I mean, a lot of people have tried to make that sixth round running back that they took. Uh, Zach. I They always do something. Zach Evans. But, but like, yeah, Zach Evans. But like, Again, that is you're projecting a six round rookie to make a push. I, I we're in, not you, we're in too like many other dynasty people. circles, man. We get and, all that, like, oh, this rookie's gonna be good, and it's like because he's because he's the only other option, not because he's actually good, but yeah. I, and I, I just I don't dislike this... I don't dislike your acres take, I dislike the fact that he's so high. Like, that's that's can we can you admit that it's a bit excessive? I mean, I guess so. I don't think – I think by the season's end, him being a top 30 player is not insane. I mean, maybe a top 40 player because he's at 35. I'm going to draft him now just because I've talked so much shit on him. But, like, just in one of my redrafts, it's, it's one of those things where I always – the people – like Kyle Pitts, I always – I drafted him last year. It did not fucking work out. I shouldn't have done it. Uh, I was right, actually. But I it, it wasn't anything against Akers. It's just the 35 was what got me. I I, I do agree with you. I do, there's nothing else on that team. Like, what else are they going to do? But honestly, I think it is just nothing. I think that team's just going to be really bad. I mean, I think they're going to be really bad, too, and their offensive line's bad. They might well. even just sell think, Cam Akers. I just – there's no way. If they didn't sell him last season, they're not going to sell him. No, now. but I they're, they're building value for him. He could go off weeks one, two, three, and then they sell him. But although the running back so, market's not really. I was about to say, him. I don't know yeah. if that is Never mind. what they're going to be doing. But at the same time, I feel like, and again, I think they're if they're the season starts to go awry, which I doubt, I don't, I do think it will, they're probably going to start running the ball just to make the offense not great, not use up Matt Stafford. I, I just, I don't know. I think it's very possible he ends up this high. That's why I believe in him, though. That's fair. Uh, Joe, is there anyone else you wanted uh, to touch on? Uh, anyone's take, our take, your take, anyone's. 
that you want to just fucking yell at us about and say it's stupid? I just want to make sure that when my internet shit out that you did a good enough job shitting on Cam Akers. Oh, uh, no, no, no. It's, it's great. Okay. You should listen back to it. Don't worry. Dad. Right. Don't, don't worry. I took care no, of that. I, I agree. I can see it with Billy, but I just Cam Akers is a player. I'm out on it. I just think we're we're believing that they you know benched him last season when at the end of the season that completely reversed and they started using him quite a bit and he not because probably they loved, he probably won people leagues like because of what he did at the end of that last season so I don't know I, I think it, he was a great he, last minute fantasy football addition not a top three round draft pick well going in the season can only go off what we know all right there's someone else I want to talk about here and. Um, I just kind of want to have a group talk on this one. Um, Maybe you guys can talk me off the ledge here. Uh, I know I'm going to be really controversial because I just said that I'm out on certain players because they haven't done shit, but I am back in on Michael Thomas, baby. I I saw that, by the way. Stuck out like a sore thumb. I cannot believe you're doing this again. You guys got him at 119 and 128. I am back in, baby. I mean – Eighth round's not a bad time to grab Michael Thomas, but I'm just I'm yes, it, it is. Josh, stop it. it no, is no, I'm a bad saying time to pick if you're him. getting him in the eighth round, he's your wide receiver four. Like, I mean, you're just taking a shot in the dark. You're gonna pick up a wide receiver four in free agency week two. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want Michael Thomas, and I don't think it will happen. But I just wanted to say, like, Joe, you're not crazy for putting him at 85. It's still high. It's not it. It's probably not gonna happen. But I like the gamble. It's the Josh Gordon. It's the Antonio Brown. It's the like, what if, man? Like, you know, but I like, can't quit those, man. Yeah, you really I can't. love the them Josh, so much. The Josh but. Gordon and Antonio Brown thing is just very telling for you. But yeah, I we both have him at 130 for a reason. It's like he just made the list, man. This is top 150. We didn't even like I had to put him on there. I was just looking at him, man, and I got him like right between Jahan Dotson and Deshaun Watson. And I was just like, who is here that I would actually take right now? And I was like, Michael fucking Thomas, because if he comes back, even a shell of his former self, he could be getting a steal there. So I'm at 128. Uh, I'd take him at 100. So our 100th pick is uh, or like just around 100. Cortland Sutton and Joku Addison, Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore should be higher, if I'm being honest. I actually. Fuck that one I up. I know. Oh, never mind. Billy did. Uh, but I yeah, I mean, like, I'd put him in. I, I'd take him around there. Tenth, tenth round. You're just kind of filling out bench spots. You're a little, little. You started out a little running back heavy in the draft, and you're like, ah, what if? You know. But at least it's not like what people did with Antonio Brown and Josh Gordon for the subsequent years after that. So, all right, I got one more person I want to talk about. And I, I, Billy, I just, just keep that hate and anger that you have right there. Cause it's perfect. Um, so I'm the only person who ranked Brock Purdy and I want to talk about this for a second. So I think I had him, the people that are ranked above him in our combined rankings, we have Kyler Murray ranked above him might not play this year. Kenny, Pickett, I didn't rank him by the way. All right. I mean, to be fair, it gets a little wonky at the end. If we just throw in a random number, uh, Kenny Pickett who I'm, I mean, sure, there's talent on that team, but is it Pickett? I don't think so. Matt Stafford, that's the one person I go, sure, I understand, but at the same time, neck injury. And Jordan Love, blind love is what I'm going to call that. And we're going to talk about how Brock Purdy showed us in his rookie year of what he could do. I'm a little worried about that shoulder injury, and if that's your argument, then I'm fine with it. But why not as a QB 19, QB 20? Like, we all, like, do you hate Brock Purdy? Do you think Brock Purdy can't do it? Or do you? No, 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 no. Go ahead. 
First of all, <laughs> I didn't rank any of those guys that you named in the top 150. So I think they're all garbage, I and I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody should be drafting any of those people that you name. Your second, your backup, all bad quarterbacks. You don't need a core backup quarterback if you're playing backup quarterbacks in your 150 15th round. Loser, just wait till the end. You can grab one at the very last of a 20 round draft. Um, but. I just don't believe in him, I guess. I mean, it's mainly a Christian McCaffrey situation for the 49ers. I do think their offense is going to be worse this year than it was last year. Um, And I just don't – I don't know. I just don't believe. I mean, I didn't rank Trey Lance because I do think it's going to be Brock Purdy. But I just – I don't believe in that team at all offensively. It it was 20-ish points all around, two touchdowns in six straight games, seven straight games, including the playoffs. Obviously, there was the bad one before the Eagles game, but then and then the Eagles game we can't talk about. But, um, I mean, other than the shoulder injury, and that would be a great argument, why can't Brock Purdy be a top 15 quarterback? I just wanted to bring that up. He was QB9 weeks 13 through 18 when he was the starter. Um, So, in reality, I'm probably too low on him. I... To tell you the truth, Josh, I'm just worried about that whole – I was really worried about that whole situation in general, and I was just kind of avoiding it like the plague. It's fair. We got the news from him. The injury, it is concerning, but, you know, with doctors and everything. Basically went through Tommy John surgery as a quarterback, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah, so, like, I mean, I have Anthony Richardson. We have Russell Wilson, Goff, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, kind of quarterbacks ahead of him. Um, he could easily – slot in there i if mean me personally grab, i would rather have anthony richardson because i agree i agree but okay let's say you drafted patrick mahomes and you just don't draft a backup quarterback and you're at the end of the draft and you're like i want to grab one and brock purdy's just sitting there because he's not going to get drafted in any league and i think that's a mistake that's that's really what i'm trying to get at i'm not saying he's going to be qb 12 he's a starting qb i think he's a great ba- i think he's a great backup quarterback i agree with both of you Billy's point that you should absolutely wait till the end of your draft in a one QB league. Purdy's going to be sitting there. on board with. And what you're saying, Purdy. I mean, we saw it. He was a top ten quarterback when he started. He plays. He has a ton of weapons. So yeah, I mean, I we got Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, and then McCaffrey out of the backfield. Like, how many of those uh, of his touchdowns? I would love to know how many pass or receiving touchdowns McCaffrey had during that six game, eight game stretch. Like of just receiving touchdowns from Purdy that he just got free points from. Like, I, I, I'm just, I just want to put it out there. Like, what if, man? Like, they're obviously, they obviously believe in him. They're giving him the starting job to start out with. Like, I'd take him over some of these people I named. Pickett, Murray's not playing. I don't know why the fuck he's on the rankings. Uh, Jordan I, Love. I don't know. I'm, I'm, conf- I'm confused at how any of those guys got into the top. Oh, no, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These are these are uh, these are not our rankings. These were something I I looked up on uh I think it was Fantasy Pros and a couple other sites. I did some combined rankings of who was above Purdy. This is the general consensus that Brock Purdy is below those four guys, and that's what gets me. My apologies. Well, I mean, right. fair enough. I guess that's just because Brock Purdy's in that grouping where if if they could be good, they could not be good. That's probably around that group. Jordan Love and Kenny Pickett and all them that and Brock Purdy, they're all around the same. Could I be good, could be bad. Never have Pickett on my team. Jordan Love, I understand the dice. I wouldn't either, to be honest. But I mean, I can see why he's in that group. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess we can end it there. Um, unless there's anybody else that we haven't talked about that you all uh, wanted to mention. 
No, we'll talk about all these guys leading up to the season. But you leading uh, Geno Smith out of the 150 is kind of weird because you put Brock Purdy ahead of him. But we won't discuss that. But you know, I ranked Geno though, weird. didn't I? No, you sure didn't. You, you ranked Brock Purdy above him actually, which huh. was weird because Geno Smith was a top 10 quarterback last year. I think maybe even top five by the end of it. And you think Brock Purdy is going to be better than him this season? That's weird. Weird stuff. I did rank him. I ranked him 151. My rankings. In, you know who I'm camping on real is hard. Brock Purdy ahead of him in your rankings? Thirty yes points, or 30, no. thirty spots ahead of him. <laughs> it was a little low on him. All right, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I threw him in there just because he needed to make the list. He needed the conversation. Sure what well, you got, Joe? I'm camp crushing real hard on a guy, Deneric Prince uh-huh. from KC. Oh, okay. Is he pretty? Uh, <laughs> oh man, he's gorgeous. <laughs> he's gorgeous. Joe swipe right. He hasn't responded yet. <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard back from the guy, but I sent him a long-winded message professing my oh, love. That's nice. No, my camp, my camp crush is uh, Israel Abaconda from the Jets. I just like I'm not going to draft him anywhere, but like, damn, I wish he could find his way on the field. I don't know how he's going to with Brees there, but I just hope. I just wish, wish. Yeah, my camp crush is the Eagles' offensive line. They're just hilarious on fucking. Instagram and Twitter. They they have a great time. They showed up in overalls today for day one. That's that awesome. pretty, it was pretty cute. We should show I like the uh, I like the big guys. <laughs> the Kelsey I would love to be on Kelsey's podcast. Number. That, that would be nice. Okay. Well, that was the rankings rumble. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll make a graphic, maybe not the whole 150, but at least maybe the top. 50 or something we'll put some graphics out on social media so that you can see our rankings in full because i don't know where else we would post these we'll be on fantasy pros this season under the expert tab if you want to check out our rankings our individual rankings will be uh, available on fantasy pros under the experts tab so that'll be kind of cool so joe that's why i had michael thomas so high just so i could fix fantasy pros rankings of him I love that. I love that. So I'll fall much. on that sword for all of you fantasy community. I bumped him up one spot. Great job, Joe. <laughs> Real proud of myself. Joe. All right. Get us out of Good here. Good night. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.